So wait, if we're 40 and both in happy relationships, we'll end it for a life of loneliness? That's what the pact is? I don't think no, I like no, no, this no. one. If one of us breaks up with their significant other, the other one has to. That's, that's actually worse, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Can you imagine just being like, sorry, I made a deal. <laughs> I mean, I still love you and all. Oh, no, don't make that pact with me. <laughs> there was no danger of that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Step right up to listen to the Doom to Fail podcast with me, Tim Dobbs, and Catherine Kogert. Hey. 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 So, as regular listeners of this show know, we pick a topic at random. No, it's not entirely random. We pick a topic and we discuss it every single week. And this week we are talking about... Catherine, what are we talking about? We're going to talk about purses. Purses? Yeah. Something with... Of course, I know an awful awful lot about well you are the world's former former premier former premier yep. former premier purse I, I was usurped in my crown yep yeah it's um it's very little miss sunshine in that you were the expert but then your colleague usurped you and then you went through some dark times but now we're traveling across the country together you know, it's funny. I always more closely identified, uh, as far as Steve Carell characters go, with Dan in real life. Yeah. <laughs> it's a deep pull. Um, I don't know. What's your favorite Dan Steve Carell character? Um, Steve Carell on The Daily Show? That was good. Those were the golden years, Yeah, huh? I think so. Yeah. Do you think you ever, ever did a... a, 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 a a piece on purses? No, I don't think so. No, I think he mainly did politics. All right. Well, then we probably should talk about politics and not purses. What? But. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so tell me about purses because I'm no longer the premier purse person. And so I must rely on you to tell me all about it. Okay. Well, first of all, last week uh, we signed off with Tokidoki, and then I said I would say what it was. And rather than, you know, not following through on our promises like we do most of the time, I thought we would this time. And I would explain to Tim that Tokidoki is a brand of, it's like a fashion brand, but okay. I own like... Not all, but most of the Tokidoki purses that have been made. Are they like Beanie Babies in that, like, they're collector's <laughs> items and you really want to get all of them? Uh, no. Well, I mean, for me, I have a lot. Yeah. No, they're really cute. They, um, they're Japanese, sort of, like, anime-inspired characters. And each purse has, like, a theme. Or each fabric, I guess, has a theme. I have, let's see. I started with the Love and Friendship one. Great place to start, right? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. there was like little cactuses. One of your core concepts. Being friends, core concepts, exactly. And there Did were like two little hot peppers that were like, we're so hot for each other or something like that. I don't know. That's cute. I, I'm surprised though. These are these these are violent plants to have picked for love and friendship. I mean, cactus uh, cacti are sharp. That's and, part of the charm. And chili peppers are very hot. 
You know, I, I think he, he's trying to point out that even cactuses and hot chili peppers can find love. Mm. And they need love, too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that was that was purse one. And also, I'm curious, you said each fabric has a theme. Are all the purses made of different fabrics? Yes. Oh, so what, what fabric is, is the love and friendship cactus chili pepper? I mean, it's which, just... Which is actually, I think, was the the name of the first album by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Love and Friendship, <laughs> uh, Blood, Sex, Sugar, Magic, Cactus, Chili Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that was their working title. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, that's why you have Flea in the band, because he, he has a good eye for that thing. He said, guys, he let's together. just take the middle. Let's just take the middle of this name. Ah, <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway. So... I mean, yeah, so, I mean... There's all these purses, and they're made out of different fabrics, and there's all kinds of different themes. Um, and I have almost all of them, you know, until they kind of gave up on making themes. I don't think they do themes anymore, which is really sad. Hmm, the brand doesn't do themes. No, they've kind of, you know, gotten really popular, and so I think he ran out of ideas for themes. So now he just has his, like, universe of characters, and he just draws them doing different things now. Oh, I see. So, uh, how does this relate to Hello Kitty? It seems similar. It's extremely similar, but it's technically American. Because? Because the artist is American. Oh, so oh, oh, so it's an anime style, but it's yeah. not Japanese. Yeah, oh, exactly. Okay. Huh? Is Tokidoki? Is that? I mean, to me, that reads as Japanese, but it's not like I know Japanese. It is it's Japanese. Just... It means oh, okay. sometimes, because sometimes you just have those moments of inspiration. <laughs> so, um, we we live near Japantown here uh, in San Francisco, and I really like going to their mall, um, the Japan Center Mall. Yes, and that specifically, awesome. I like going to Daiso, which is the uh, everything's a dollar fifty store. Oh man, I love that place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's the best. Um, all the different kinds of tape. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I don't think I've noticed that. There's a tape with every single type of pattern. The analog that I'm working with is the Uwajamaya bookstore in Seattle. I assume oh. they're extremely similar. I couldn't tell you. We'll have to. We'll have to trade. Describe your the, place. Uh, we're specifically talking about the dollar fifty store yes. here, right? Not the entire Japan Center Mall. No, just okay. the dollar fifty store. Because there are like bookstores as well in the Japan Center Mall, with everything in Japan. I always go in there and go like, oh, I'll get some like, you know, interesting culture by going into a, a Japanese bookstore. And then I'm like, no, nope, I won't because literally I can read nothing here. Do you feel like if you were foreign that you would be able to get a solid taste for American culture by going in an American bookstore? I feel like if I was foreign, I would probably get a lot of American pop culture whether I wanted it or not. Yes, that's true. Just Lady Gaga on the radio. I'm saying culture, not pop culture. Oh, I see. Well, I guess it depends whether or not I could read English. Um, but, like, so when I'm in Spain, when I'm in Spain, it happens all the time. Um, <laughs> when you when were I'm in the Spanish-speaking area, yeah. Uh, and specifically, the last time I was in Spain, um, yeah, I, it actually was kind of edifying to go into a Spanish bookstore because I can read a little Spanish. Mm -hmm. You know, not a lot, but, like, you know, I, I saw, uh, you know, Cincuenta uh, Sombras de Grey, which is Fifty Shades of Grey. Which was it was just fun to see in another language. Yeah. It was like, oh, they have trash here too, um, and so that was fun. Whereas in the Japanese bookstore, it was kind of like, oh, I got nothing. <laughs> like, there's, there's, I mean, I'm, it says things, I guess. I, <laughs> I don't belong here. So, the dollar fifty bookstore, 
bookstore. The dollar fifty uh dollar store, I guess. The dollar fifty it's store. A, yeah. Um the fifteen hundred yen store is I don't know, it's just got these long aisles and every aisle's kind of like works around a different theme and there's you know, it's it's a lot of uh, you know, never having been to Japan or been a serious student of their culture, uh, a lot of the things I associate with um, sort of like crazy Japanese stuff where it's just like um, sort of hygiene things that I never would have thought I needed but kind of make sense. Like they have a um, sort of a ridge. It's like a, it's a visor that goes all the way around your head mm-hmm. so that if you're shampooing your hair, you don't get any in your eyes. Stuff like that. Sure. Where it's like, well, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean... I'm not going to buy that, but I, I can kind of... All right. Um, and then there's a stationary aisle, which I really like, specifically because the Tokidoki sometimes seems like exactly the sort of optimistic yet entirely empty phrase that seems to go on a lot of Japanese stationary stuff. Like, what in English. Right. I have no idea what it says in Japanese. We're back to this. Um, and then there's also a large section of dishware. Which I really like because you know me. Let's get some more teapots. <laughs> They're only a dollar fifty. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, that is impressive. I don't know how they do it. Don't know how they do it. Does that sound at all like the uh, center in Seattle? Uh yeah, bits and pieces of it. Hmm. The bookstore—it's uh, like a gift store, I would say. Uh huh. You know what? Uh, there's like a big anime section, so that's one part. Oh. Yeah, this that's not I mean I you can get that in the Japan Center Mall but not in the not in Daiso. Yeah. And then there's like a big um like stationery and pens. Mm-hmm. Remember all like I went to a really international high school with a lot of like there were different cliques of Asians. Like the Japanese Asians always hung out together and the r- Hong Kong clique and then there was a Beijing clique and then there was a mm. rural China clique. And, you know, they didn't really, they couldn't really understand each other as Chinese or anything. I don't know. Yeah, and they all had different economic zones. Yeah, yeah totally. I, I understand. <laughs> uh, so they all hung out together. And, like, they were all very particular about, like, what sort of erasers they used and what sort of pencils they used. And how what color their mechanical pencil was. And it had to match. And they had it in their cool little pencil case. Um, so, and now I'm like, oh, this is where they get that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, actually, I was um, uh, a friend of mine uh, who does not live in San Francisco, who I was going to visit for his birthday. Uh, I remember the last time b- before I lived here and I was I was coming to San Francisco and he said, oh, buy me a sword in Chinatown. And I was like, there is no way I'm buying you a sword in Chinatown. Well, why would I do that? Um, but then it was his birthday and I was going to visit him and I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy him a sword, like a small, like, you know little sword that he can keep on his mantle. Uh, dagger? And, uh, yeah, something like that. Whatever. <laughs> I think it's called a baby a sword. I, yeah. Dwarf <laughs> sword, maybe? I'm not positive. Um, not a full-on katana, but, though. Well, well, so that's the thing. Is like I didn't want to go to Chinatown. It's it's uh, a little too far away from me from here, but I'm right near Japantown. And so I thought, well, I'll go to Japantown. I got there too late. I don't wake up until like 5 in the evening. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, all the, all the sword stores were closed. Very unfortunate. But I did wander into a stationery store because I was like, maybe I can find something else cool in Japanese. And, get on the, yeah. um, sorry, I'm still on getting your friend sword stuff. Well, I was just saying that, yeah, no, it was totally crazy how particular this stationery store was. And I guess yes. I, I don't go into like um, 
artist stores very often either. Like, you know, if you were a professional pen and paper artist or something, maybe you care as much. But it felt very much like that. I don't know. I almost think that the pencil selection at the Iwo Jamaya bookstore is far more particular than the pencil selection at the artist store down the street from where I live. Interesting. Huh. You know, I did find that people were, or seemed fairly particular about it when I uh, studied abroad in Singapore. It seemed like it was kind of like a, yeah, like more of a luxury thing. Like no one was just using like Bic, mm-hmm. you know, just like, oh, I'll just think, buy a thing of 50 pens. No. I don't know. Nope. Just nope. Don't. No. So this has been the Doom to Fill podcast talking about purses. We'll be right back. And we are back talking about purses. Okay, I have a question. Mm-hmm. How do you not have enough stuff that you always need a purse? Oh, so this is the... See, it's weird because you... so when you mentioned... You're talking about like... Why don't guys wear carry purses? That's your. I mean, no, that's well. Kind of what we're digging around at. I mean, that's in the arena of what I'm asking. Yes. Okay. Well, you know, we've got time. Uh, I think we can we can suss out this conversation as long as necessary. Okay. Um, no, it's interesting because I was almost thinking when you brought this up, I was thinking the opposite side. It's just like, why do you have so much junk? Like, you know, um, it's the classic like, I don't know, stereotypical joke about a lady like digging through her purse. You know, and, oh, it takes forever. And sometimes I really do feel like that when I'm with a female friend, which is weird. Like, I feel like most of those things are just silly. Um, yeah, but like, say you need a Band-Aid. Boom, Band-Aid. You know, um, say you need some chapstick. Boom, chapstick. Well, so... uh Or, excuse took... me, it's dig, 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 dig. Boom, chapstick. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a three-minute process. <laughs> Eye roll. And then you're always trying to figure out where to put it when we once we get to the club. It's uh, Oh no no no. If you're going to the club you it's all in the bra. <laughs> do you really do that? People oh my god, yeah. That. Like when you oh, well good for you. Yeah, See, I, I like take that my keys economization. And I put I loop the key ring around like the center of my bra, right? <laughs> I've got a whole system. This is very amusing. It is <laughs> It's just crazy, I like Next time I'm at, like, a club or a bar or something, I'm, and, like, you know, if I talk to a lady afterwards, when I walk away, I'll be like, oh, nice meeting you, and I walk away, and I'll be like, she had a key on her bra. I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it's not unlike you go swimming, and you get a locker key, and you clip that on your bathing suit. Uh, I've also never done that. No, but I, usually what I would do is I would loop it on my wrist or something. A lot of places, they just put a little clip on it. Oh, I've always, uh, uh, the public pool near where I grew up had, um, those sort of stretchy armbands. Yeah, stretchy the loopy stretchy things. stretchy loopy things? I th- I th- well, I'm glad your I actually don't think so we can say that because I think it's um, copyrighted. Stretchy loopy things, that's a, that's a trademark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that just seems unenforceable. I don't one. know if you ask me. <laughs> so, um,. Yeah, no, I do that when I go run. Well, 
so I have the awesomest running shorts ever, and they have all these great zipper pockets in just the right places. Just the right places. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, uh, it's a whole key bra situation all over again. Um, but before I had that, I would uh, tie tie my shoelace through my key, and that worked pretty well. But I suppose you really can't do that when you're going out, like... You're probably not wearing the right kind of shoes to tie a key through a shoelace. Yeah. No, I don't. What do you have wear? Laces. What's your uh, What's your shoe of choice? Boots. Boots. Oh, so I, this boots. is an unpopular opinion, I'm sure, but I think boots look awful on everyone. Just I. Really, I think I look. A lot of ladies seem to because it's a very popular footwear choice. I just every time I'm just like, no, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I do not understand. I don't think it looks good. I don't think it's terribly practical. If they're waterproof or something, you know. I think boots are great for working, great for hiking. Yeah, my, I have my, yeah, I have mm-hmm. a waterproof pair, like a work boot. You know, one of those flat ones that a lot flat of ladies one? are wearing. A couple of, couple pairs of mm-hmm. high heel boots, a black pair and a brown pair. Uh, I don't. It doesn't. I, 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 I do not think it's appealing. I don't. I don't get it. Yeah. That's fine. No, it's fine. You don't have to. It's fine. Good. I'm glad. Okay. Cool. <laughs> no, it's, it's just it's. <laughs> it really is strange, though, because, I mean, I, I don't think I'm wrong in that uh, it's very popular choice right now for ladies, right? Boots? Yeah. It's yeah. It's so odd Especially that, like, it's it's just rare that I, I don't even see at all what they're getting at. I'm just like, why are you dealing with that? Yeah, I think we, we must, all have right? those things. What's, one, do you, what's yours? Yeah, I, um, I work with, I don't know, I can't think of one right now, but I know I do have one. I'm not denying that I don't have one. Um... I work with a woman right now who's like, "What is up with fluorescent sneakers? I don't get them." Like, I don't understand. I think they're really cool. It's a it's fluorescent a way to wear some sneakers. Color. Oh, we've run into the thing that we talk about, uh, and we, you don't we already know about had that with Tokidoki purses, and now we're doubling down with fluorescent. That was last sneakers. week. <laughs> fluorescent sneakers. Um, Do they fluoresce? Yeah, I mean, you haven't like walked by a Nike or something lately, where. Like the sneaker colors are really, really, really. When you say a Nike, do you mean a store, a shoe, or a goddess of victory? Uh, a store. (laughs) Who calls it that? Did you walk by a Nike? Is that like weird Pacific Northwest? I'm sorry, I don't like calling it Nike Town. I think that's the stupidest (laughs) name ever. (laughs) I I would say Nike Store. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, no. Where do you think I live? Like the Mall of America or something? A mall. I don't know. I walk by a lot of stores on mm. my way home from work. Must be nice. So, and I assume you like are out and about in the city. So, or maybe just see somebody going like a like a young hip girl in her twenties going for a jog. Her sneakers are probably like super fluorescent. Uh, okay, but I need. I, let's get back to the very basic description of what this is. Is it just like a neon colored? Okay. Like it's neon pink. Yeah. Okay, so they don't like neon fluoresce. Shoes. They don't like glow. They're not glow-in-the-dark. No. Oh, no. Uh, no. I have a pair now. I can show them to you, but it mm, won't be really good radio. <laughs> well, we'll have to... They're oh, watermelon and wait, pink. Wait, wait. Watermelon and pink are not the same color? Watermelon outside. It's uh, cream on the inside, clean mm-hmm. on the outside. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, like, a watermelon. Oh, what is that song? Uh, uh, ice cream paint job. Ice cream, ice cream, right. ice cream paint job. How's your rap career coming? <laughs> Amazing. Oh, great. You know, I'm, I'm... I'm actually Macklemore. I don't know if you know that about <laughs> me. 
<laughs> well, give my regards to Ryan Lewis. Eh, nah. <laughs> you just know Macklemore's a dick about the whole thing, right? Yes, I am. <laughs> well, good work, Macklemore. <sighs> and once again, we're talking about purses on the Doom of Fail podcast. <laughs> on the Doom to Fail podcast talking about purses. So, to answer your question earlier, Catherine, how do I not have the... Uh, what do I need? Yeah. I got a wallet, a cell phone, I carry a pen, because you never know when you're going to need a pen, and um, uh-huh. in periods of dry air, I carry some chapstick. Oh, and my keys. And my keys, I keep okay. on a little clippy thing. No, not a notebook? Uh, no, I keep some note cards folded up in my wallet. That's a lot of stuff. I think you would benefit from a purse. <laughs> I mean, that's about as much stuff as I put in a purse. Well, that's exactly it. So this is the real thing, is that you don't have functional pockets. I mean, you have pockets where you could kind of half fit no. your iPhone in, right? Yeah, this yeah, that's what my pockets are. I've been saying this for years. The million-dollar idea is um, uh, 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 functional clothing for women. That's the uh, that's that's our new fashion line. Functional fashion yeah, for women. Yeah, we can make it the Doc Martens... <laughs> fashion line i'm sure it'll go over really well with 20 somethings uh, so what, what what's going on is is i don't know society I just... wants me to wear tight clothes i'm wearing tight clothes mm-hmm. you're always you know i always trust says. the man yeah <laughs> you gotta you gotta impress those amazon guys it's a hot it's a difficult market out there uh <laughs> no i'm pretty sure i could be their queen i could be their amazon queen there it is This sounds like the beginnings of a a dance pop song. Or some sort of mod, new age sitcom. You know what? It's probably just a Macklemore tune. Why isn't even giving him a mod, new age sitcom? Oh, I need to go write that down. Excuse me. (laughs) Hey, Ryan. Ryan, get over here. (laughs) It's actually Ryan Stiles. Oh, Ryan (laughs) Stiles. Yeah, Macklemore and Ryan Stiles. Yeah, he improvs. He improvs the beats. Poor Wayne Brady. He really thought it was going to be like, he he saw that and he was like, what? How do you not call Wayne Brady about this? Of all people. <laughs> you know what the sad thing is, is that uh, Wayne Brady introduced me as Macklemore to Ryan Stiles. That makes sense. And now he never gets called. That's definitely now a party that I would see. Have you ever done yeah. that? Have you ever, um, besides this one instance, which you obviously did do, um, <laughs> have you ever sort of been introduced by someone and then like that the person doing the introductions just fell away? They're like the booster rockets on a space shuttle. They just fall away. They got us. They got us together. We're in space now, the two of us. And they, we just, I don't even know who that is really. I don't um, see them much. I imagine so. You know, when that always happens is, um, I guess the last time this happened to me was like, you know, freshman year of college. 
Mm. But it's like, well, I've only really known you for two days anyway. Yeah, you're all you're all still in the big boggle board that's being shaken up, and you don't know what what piece you're going to land on. Exactly. I'm the an H, by the way. Friendship. Yeah. Um, you know why I'm an H? I don't have an H. No. Do you know why I'm I'm an H? I'm the H at the boggle board. Oh, you're the H. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you're so sym- symmetric. That's true. That's why. Uh, that's why I'm so beautiful. Symmetry is beautiful, which is will be a fundamental pillar of my functional fashion for women line that everyone will love. Oh, no one will love it. The reason why is because H pretty great on its own, but also helps support a number of other letters, and together they make brand new sounds. Just like me and you, you're a T like or an hour. S or a C. You say an R. I said hour. 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 Huh. I, I was pointing out that it's weird that hour starts with a consonant, but vocally starts with a vowel. Oh. I thought, I I thought you were just point. enunciating. You were just practicing enunciation. Our podcast is about a half an hour. <laughs> Speaking of... <laughs> Ah! No, it'll be a little short. We got to keep going. Oh no! Oh, okay. Sucker. Well, um, okay. So let's get back to where we were. Purses. We carry about the same amount of stuff. Sounds like it. Oh right, because my pockets are so small. Mm-hmm. And then we started talking about pockets and Macklemore and. Okay. Well, that was uh, your weekly Doom to Fail recap. <laughs> Put in a little bow on it. You know, it's really important to stop midway and just kind of see where we've come so far. <laughs> so, um, my girlfriend took a women's studies course in college with uh, a woman named Gina Barreca, who's also an author and stand-up comedian? She's done... It was weird. Like, it was very strange seeing her do, like, 80s-style stand-up. Um but Black al- people all like this, but white people all like this. Which would be exactly how she leapfrogged into women's studies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes so much sense. No, it does. Because, uh, you know, what is the gender gap if not the race gap? If not the class gap? It's all the same thing. It's all just one big, I can't stand anybody else. So. One thing that she said, because I think her lectures tended to be like half lecture about like feminist theory um, and half stand up bit, which is really a good way to present that because there's so much um, uh, feminist theory can be so emotionally charged. A lot of people, their hackles go up right away, you know. Yeah. Um, And so she kind of made it, you know, light and fun. And one of her things was sort of about how you were saying a Band-Aid, for instance. Men will just go buy a Band-Aid. Like, they just carry a wallet, and if they need something, they'll go buy it. Then you have ten boxes of (laughs) Band-Aids. Well, I mean, okay, first of all, I have never, ever needed a Band-Aid so badly while I'm out that, like, I can't just, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess I've been in places where, like, oh, no, I cut my hand open. And then I can just be like, I need a Band-Aid! And someone's going to bring me a Band-Aid. And someone, probably a girl with a purse, will bring you a Band-Aid. Yeah, maybe this is just a delightful symbiotic relationship. Mm, mm-hmm. Moocher. Symbiotic, I don't think, is the word. Ah, parasitic, symbiotic, whatever. 
listen, you carry the stuff I need, and um, I'll walk with you at night so you don't feel scared. Do you do that? Is that a thing? I always feel very worried about um, um. when I'm near, when I'm walking at night and there's a woman, like, near me. I'm always trying to give her as much space as possible because I don't think I'm a threatening guy. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what people worry about. I wouldn't be threatened by you. Mm-hmm. No. Well, now I'm... I feel bad. I'm only threatened by other people when I'm walking around at night alone when they start talking to me. That is threatening. That's that's an aggressive act. That's like Yes, it's super aggressive. It's almost never good either. No, I and even when it's even when it's neutral it's still kind of bad. Like if someone asks you for the time or like what time is the bus coming or something, you'll tell them, or at least I'll tell them, and then I will leave that conversation still feeling a little uneasy, still not okay with what happened. Which Yeah, because often they'll try to keep going with the conversation. Ninety mm. percent of the time, that's what happens. Well, I think uh we were together one time riding the bus, right? And this happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I uh yeah. I ended up talking with that guy about his hiking boots, which was alright. But this is how I learned about the least secret speakeasy in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's the Bourbon and Branch. I can never remember the name. But it's this little bar in the Tenderloin that just has a black door. Mm -hmm. And I think it says something like... Um... It's the library, isn't it? Well, there's two doors, right? So there's the, um, there's the Bourbon and Branch and then there's the Bourbon and Branch Library which mm. has a secret word you need to say. It's all pretty ridiculous. The password's books, yeah. everybody. The password's books. Um, so not, o not only was this guy well, telling me this story... It would be a shame if they're like, I know there's a secret bar here. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know the password. Yeah, they just wouldn't let... You know, you got to imagine that probably what happens is you knock on the door and they go like, what's the password? Because they're, you know, for the show of it. And then yeah. you go like, I don't know. And then they go like, well, you can't come in then. But as they're saying that, they're slipping you a little card that just says the password's books. And then yeah, they wait for you to knock again. Yeah. The password's books. Please knock again. Sorry for the inconvenience. <laughs> you know, that's what I love about America. Customer service. Exactly. You got to appreciate that. Mm. I um so this guy who was talking to me on the bus who told me about, about this and I totally didn't believe him until a total stranger also on the bus just turned and said to me, Oh, the Bourbon and Branch, of course. Which like what? This can't be real. And that was one time enough, but another time I was down in that area and I must have been um we were kinda walking around, just sort of I don't know. We don't live in that area and so it was kinda like, Oh yeah, looking around, I don't know. And we must have just looked like we were looking for something because a homeless man just came up to us and said, you guys looking for the bourbon and branch? It's right there. The password's books. Whoa. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to choose to believe that this is an elaborate hoax that like someone who you wronged in second grade is playing on you. <laughs> it seems plausible. <laughs> I can't say I don't deserve it. First off, not that bad. And secondly, I'm not perfect. I, I have a lot of regrets, so... <laughs> You know what? Or this maybe is okay. he's trying to get back in touch with you, and he's waiting at the Bourbon oh, and Books or every Bourbon night. and Branch every night just to like, you know, be like, "Oh, I got you, dude!" <laughs> so many Manhattans. <laughs> do you keep in touch with anyone from elementary school? Ah, uh, no, no. Do you? No, nobody. Um, no, no. I mean, I I think you probably had it a little different because you jumped around to different schools, right? Yeah, um, I did. Whereas I went through the same public school system all the way until high school. But even then, even doing that, like, 
by the time I graduated, I think I still talked to about three people from my elementary school. They all move away. I don't know what happens to them. <laughs> like this, uh, this must be like a, a experience most people have, right? Like even what, what was your elementary school like? Um, did you Montessori? do? Uh, you're so weird. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So how many how many years was that? It was uh one. It was through fourth grade, and they had a weird system where it's like first, second, and third grade is in one class, and then fourth, fifth, and sixth grade is in one class. And so I did one class first through third grade, and then I did fourth grade, and then I moved. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, then, I'm afraid uh, I can't dig any deeper into that without going into a whole other episode. So perhaps we should <laughs> save it for another time. And just call that a great discussion about purses. Is that what this episode was about? Yes, it was. All right, excellent. We established why I carry a purse and you don't. Uh, pockets. Pockets. Yeah, that's why. Do you want to call, um, maybe we could call, uh, oh, you know, I was going to say we should call pockets uh, pants purses, but I really <laughs> like calling uh, purses pantsless pockets. <laughs> you know, that sounds like a dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> I like a good dad joke. There's nothing wrong with that. There's <laughs> nothing been... wrong with a good dad joke. The Doom to Fail podcast on pantsless pockets. It's like having your ears lowered instead of getting a haircut. Yeah, it's that sort of thing. And we'll see you next week. Until then, that's Catherine Covert over there. And Tim Dobbs over here. Bye. Bye. She sees what she wants to see.